Welcome to Episode 5 of The Parent's Guide to Uni, produced in the studios of Phoenix Radio at the University of Southern Queensland Springfield campus. In this episode, you'll find out about scholarships and bursaries available to future and current USQ students. You'll also get some hints on how to prepare a strong scholarship application. Pretty much anything that you've done in year 11 and 12 um, can be put into this application. So from year 11 onwards, it's really important to kind of gather all of that information and make sure you keep track of what you're doing um, in your school and in your community as well. I'm Spencer Halson and my co-host is USQ School Engagement Coordinator, Michelle Killen. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Spencer. Also in this episode, our Senior Scholarships Officer, Isabel Dow, and second year education student, Zach Glover. Zach is a past Vice-Chancellor Scholarship recipient and has received other scholarships as a current USQ student. He really is a bit of an expert and he'll show you how he does it. First of all though, what is the difference between a bursary and a scholarship? It's not super straightforward, but typically a scholarship will be more than one payment. It might be a greater value as well. Bursary is normally a one-off payment and it might be for a smaller value, but it's sort of worth looking at all of them. Are scholarships just, or scholarships and bursaries, just for current USQ students? No. So a lot of um, our scholarships, well, at the moment, we have scholarships open for school leavers and also for commencing students who don't necessarily have to be school leavers. Um, So we have scholarships for commencing, continuing students. Um, We also have scholarships for students coming back to study, so alumni as well. Um, So there's a big range of scholarships available at USQ. You talked about for school leavers, so we're talking about current Year 12 students? Yeah, so um, current Year 12 students can apply for the Vice-Chancellor Scholarship or the Future Community Leader Scholarship. They're for high achievers and also for students who do extra stuff in the community. So the Future Community Leader is for our future community leaders. Do we have an idea of how much they're for when we're talking scholarships? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Show us us the money. How much (laughs) is in this big bucket of yours, Isabel? So the Vice-Chancellor's Scholarship is the most lucrative for a school leaver. It's $12,000 over the course of a three-year degree. Um, It may take – students can take a little bit longer to to, to complete the degree, but it's for a a three-year degree. Okay. And how's that paid? So it's paid per semester in a stipend. So um, depending on how many units you take, you do need to be studying full-time to be eligible for the scholarship, and it'll be paid either $1,500 or $2,000 per semester. And you're allowed to work as well, aren't you? You're allowed to have an income. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to still have an income, but it helps a heck of a lot. Yeah, That's right. Most students do work and study at the same time. I think that's quite the norm. Um, in Australian universities, but the the $2,000 or $1,500 or $1,000 or whatever Mm -hmm. you get can make a huge difference in terms of textbooks, um, education materials and anything else that pops up during the semester. So you said that was the Vice Chancellor's Mm -hmm. scholarship. So I know from my conversations I've had with people, there's what, 40 of them this year? Does that that sort of stay the same or does that change? As long as I've been here, it's been 40 per year. Um, They haven't changed. So yeah. All right. Eligibility criteria for that. Mm -hmm. So that one is for a student who's finishing year 12 in the the year in which they make their application. So it's for the following year to commence. Um, It's really aimed at students who are high achievers. So school results, as well as any other kind of awards that you've done. So for students who do lots of music, who do science competitions, um, all of those kinds of things mm-hmm. can, can come into it as well. Okay, so kind of like a, a resume. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So pretty much anything that you've done in year 11 and 12 um, can be put into this application. So from year 11 onwards, it's really important to kind of gather all of that information and make sure you ha- keep track of what you're doing um, in your school and in your community as well. 
Zach, that one is the one that you yeah, yeah, received. Is. is that right? Yes. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good because money's always good. Like <laughs> it doesn't take that long to complete and then you get that awesome benefit of money over three years. Okay. So how did you prepare to complete it then, Zach? I think the biggest thing that I always see people struggle with is writing down things that they like about themselves or things that they've done. They always forget or they just can't think of any. So having like a massive brainstorm and just writing everything down is always really, really helpful. For me, it was a lot of leadership stuff in school and out of school. That was one of my biggies. Um, and then obviously the academic side of it as well. Another thing I've found that helps prepare for scholarship is using a Word document rather than just putting it straight into the application because chances are you go for more than one scholarship and chances are you're going to write the exact same thing. So if you have the Word document, you can just copy, paste, change a couple of words here and there, and you've got another brand new application for a different scholarship. Yeah, also, um, also a good tip for applying for jobs. Same, same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also gathering the necessary documents was also kind of important because every scholarship has its different requirements. So for the Indigenous one that I have, um, I had to find my letter from my great aunt that says I'm an Indigenous um, Aboriginal man. So finding um, those documents is really important as well. All right. Now, Isabel, you mentioned uh, another type of scholarship for the current Year 12 students. Yep. So that's the Future Community Leaders Scholarship. So that's um, not aimed at sort of super high achievers academically, but at, at students who are doing extra things as well. So they might be doing fundraising for community organisations. They might be doing fun runs. They might be doing tutoring at a local community group, anything like that, that they're sort of going over and above in the community, not just within the school. But what we find is that a lot of students apply for both. A lot of students are very competitive in both. So it is worth applying for both if you think you're going to be eligible for one or the other. Can you get both? No. You would, <laughs> we would offer you the one that's the greater value. Okay. Yep. So that's the Vice Chancellor Scholarship. It's the greater value at $12,000. Um, but the Future Community Leader is $6,000, which is still a great help over the degree. And it's paid in the same way, just at a smaller stipend. So you mentioned before what scholarships can be used for. Mm. Is there any limit on what scholarships can be used for? My rule is you use it for whatever will make life easier while you're studying. Um, some of our scholarships are paid towards fees, so they're paid directly onto your fees. Some of them might be paid as a book bursary, so they go straight to Omnia Bookshop and that's how you get your textbooks. But if it's paid as a direct deposit, it is your business, how you spend it and what you need to use it for. Most students use it for their textbooks or for accommodation or for petrol to get to uni. But I've also heard great stories from students who've said that something popped up, they had an emergency and having that money in the bank enabled them to deal with it and continue with their studies and stay on track. So whatever works for the student. So th those two scholarships, they were for school leavers. Absolutely. Okay, so what about for if you're a mature age mm -hmm. student or a current student? For a current student. So um, we've got two big ones. Um, the first one that I talk about is the Kickstart and Kick On Bursary. Um, so it's a USQ funded bursary. It is a one-off payment. So it's paid for one semester and it's for students either commencing or continuing. So that's the Kickstart is for commencing, Kick On for continuing. Um, and it's paid as a direct deposit of $2,000 to the bank account. And it's a combination of financial need, academic achievement, and also a personal statement. So it's so we want to get to know the student, get to know what they want to achieve, and that's um, that's usually the students who who do the best. Um, and then we also have the USQ Endowment Fund and USQ Equity Scholarship. It is a one-off payment. It's one of our biggest scholarship rounds. It's for students who have um, are experiencing financial hardship. So if you're on Centrelink or if you're really struggling for this semester, 
It's a scholarship that is paid either as a book bursary or as a direct deposit. So whatever suits the student best, they can elect. Um, and it's our biggest scholarship round. So we give about maybe 500 per semester. Mm. So depending on funding, it is government funded. So it is dependent on what we get. But we find it's a great help to students and we get amazing feedback on it. Don't you have the best job just handing out money to, <laughs> to students? They must love you. Well, I don't know if they love me, but I do love my job. Yes, it's really rewarding. You're listening to The Parent's Guide to Uni, a podcast series from the University of Southern Queensland. Uni can cost a lot of money. It's a big investment. The good news is there are safety nets for when things go wrong, as explained in episode three. If you pull out after the census date, you incur the debt. The only way you can um, have that changed is in um, special circumstances. So there might be medical reasons, you know, personal circumstances, that you can provide evidence, and you have to provide evidence, that you will get that turned around. That's in episode three of The Parent's Guide to Uni. Now back to episode five, understanding scholarships. Zach, do you think that, you're, like you're obviously very well aware of the system and what's available because you've made it work for you. You received the, the VC scholarship and a couple of others as well. Yeah, yeah. How well would you say your fellow students are aware of the scholarships and bursaries that are available? It doesn't get talked about much like in class, so it's not something that everyone's bringing up all the time. Um, I think I've had a couple of chats with some people in the ambassadors um, cohort because quite a few of them have scholarships or bursaries. Um, but in just normal university classes, it's not brought up. And just to all. explain to parents listening, the ambassadors cohort is, you know, it's a group of students who are paid by the university to be ambassadors at events here and off campus as well. Yeah, and it's really fun. So, so. You're, a, you know, you're a sort of well-informed <laughs> group of, of students. So I just think that's interesting and mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me, actually, that the, uh, what Zach's saying about current students not necessarily being aware. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you do your best to let everyone know, but there's, there's a yep. lot going on in the life of a student to be, you mm-hmm. know, to be keeping track of these things. Yep. So when we open a scholarship round, we do uh, Uconnect announcements, so it shows up on your study desk. Uh, we do emails to all undergraduate students to let them know that we're opening the scholarships. We do Facebook posts. We do um, tweets as well. But yes, it's still, it is a little bit of a challenge to make sure that everybody knows about them. I think the best thing that a student can do is when they just start studying is to look at the scholarships webpage just every now and then to get a sense of what's on offer. We have um, three different columns open, opening soon and closed, so you can get a sense of what might be coming up. Um, and also, you know, send inquiries. If there's something specific you're looking for, send us an inquiry. Um, we're always happy to help. Just to jump in and explain that uh, the study desk that you referred to, mm. it's, a, it's a portal for students at USQ uh, where they get information about their courses and communicate with their uh, their lecturers, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many scholarships up there, it's ridiculous. Like you go on, you refresh it, and they just keep popping up. There wow. is one other one. Um, with the Kickstart bursaries, can you apply for them over and over again every semester? Because I know I went for one last year and didn't get it sad face Mm. but um can I go for it again yes so those scholarships you can keep applying for um there may be a restriction depending on funding we may say if you received it in semester one you can't receive it in semester two but we always say if you're eligible or if you believe you're eligible apply just don't count yourself out we've also got lots of donor scholarships so we've talked about the big ones but there are lots of scholarships that are a little bit more um tailored so it's always worth looking at the eligibility criteria for each one of those because you never know what you might be eligible for. Yeah. For parents of high school students at the moment, obviously they don't have access to study desk to be able to look up the information. Where is all this information easily accessible? So our website, which is 
www.usq.edu.au slash scholarships. Or you can Google USQ scholarships and you'll come straight to the page. That's what I do. So much easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people can phone as well or go along yep. to the open days. Or Absolutely. Or just come to one of the campuses. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there are plenty of ways, aren't there? It's just a matter of making that first decision to ask a question. Absolutely, absolutely. And you'll find um, a lot of the SROs already know the basics. If they don't... Hand up, SRO (laughs) is... Student um, Relationship Relationship Officer. Thank you. Uh, So if you send an email to to just our general, general inquiry, you'll go through to an SRO. If they can't answer the question, they'll send it to us. So if in doubt, that's the best way to contact anybody in the university is to say, hey, I don't know who to contact. This is my question and it will be filtered through to the right person and you will get an answer. I always seem to have difficult questions whenever I go to an SRO, so I know that they're really good at patching you through to the right person. Yep. And and we should say a student relationship officer or SRO, every student when they enrol at USQ actually gets allocated an SRO or a student relationship officer and that person's their point of first point of call, I guess, for any question that they have. Um, so they're a, a, a great support, I think, for, for anyone at university, regardless of whether you're first year or third year. Um, one question that I have, Zach, I think you might be good at answering this one to start with and then perhaps over to Isabel. For parents, what can they do to assist their young person with applying for a scholarship? Probably read the application as well, just to see if they like missed anything, because the parents are usually pretty up to date with what the kids are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the kid might have missed something or the student might have missed something, um, then the parent might be able to go, oh, hey, you did this as well. That was really good. Why don't you add that in too? Um, or find a spelling mistake or something that the student missed. Mm-hmm. And how, how early in high school should parents and students be thinking about this sort of thing, preparing to, uh, to get their hands on a scholarship or bursary? Well, for the school leaver scholarships, we look at any activity that a student's done um, in grade 11 or 12. So so grade 11 is probably the best time to get a sense of what's out there, participate in anything you're interested in and start having a look at what universities are looking for. Mm, okay, so if you've been, a, if, if you know as a high school student that you've been a bit of a lazy bum up till the end of grade 10, you can turn it all around. You can redeem grade 11. yourself. That's right, yeah, and you yep. won't look at stuff before grade 11. It's cool. not too late. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. I think in terms of what parents can do and guidance officers and anybody who's, mm. who's, assist, who's wanting to assist a young person do um, a scholarship application, reminders are probably a good, good idea in terms of just knowing what's available when, when is it due, because for some of the scholarships, you might think it looks really simple, but starting early is really key. If there's a personal statement, encourage them to treat it like an essay, to really put a lot of effort into it. It shouldn't be a last thought at the end of the application. It really should be communicating who you are, what you want to achieve, um, what your interests are and what your goals are. Um, It's a really great opportunity to give yourself an edge over other students um, or other applicants. And I think also um, to read the eligibility and the selection criteria along with the person who's making the application because that's the key. Are you eligible and how are you going to set yourself apart from the other applicants? Are there key things that you like to see and key things that you never want to ever see again in these applications? I like to see personal statements that are written well um, and thoughtfully. I also like to see, at the moment, we're using a paper system, so all of our applications come in hard copy, so I do like them to be neat and stapled once. Wow, neat handwriting or typed typed on paper? They can be typed. They're interactive forms, so you can type it up. Absolutely, that's fine. The other thing is, really important, When you're going through the application form, the application form itself will generally tell you everything that you need to attach to make your claim. If you 
see a paperclip on the application form. It's your mm. uh, sort of reminder that something needs to be put in. And it's very frustrating when we mark an application and the student seems fantastic and we believe that they meet all the criteria, but they haven't given us all of the information. Once again, just like applying for a job. This is actually a great yes. life skill that we're talking about here, applying for these scholarships and bursaries. Zach, I've had the uh, pleasure of watching you talk to young people when we go out to schools and stuff like that. What is, I suppose, for you, one thing that you say to young people in schools about applying for scholarships? Because I know some young people might look at it and go, oh, I haven't got the time. Yeah. Um, so my biggest one to say is just like, what do you earn in an hour? And most school students say about 15 bucks an hour, a Macca's wage kind of thing. And I go, what if I tell you that you can make 12 grand in an hour? And they're like, what? Really? No way. And so that's as long maximum as it will take to fill out a scholarship maybe 30 minutes, 20 minimum, if you're doing a not very good job. But an hour will be a good scholarship application. Um, and yet the possibility to earn up to 12 grand in that amount of space is ridiculous. In the next episode of The Parent's Guide to Uni, getting a head start on uni, starting a university course whilst still at school. Students can study a university level subject from a first year course while they're still at school. So it is designed as an academic extension program, um, but it's a fantastic opportunity for students to experience university. That's coming up in episode six. If you know other parents who could benefit from this podcast, please tell them about it. And for more information about the University of Southern Queensland, visit usq.edu.au. Today's world is more competitive, challenges are more complex, industries more rapidly changing, employers more demanding. You need to think bigger, act faster, work smarter. And to do it, you need to be more than skilled, more than relevant, more than qualified, more than confident, more than employable. Become more with the University of Southern Queensland, the number one uni for graduate employment in Queensland. Apply now at usq.edu.au.